What up, podcast? Thanks again for tuning in to the 2M Creative Labs podcast. This episode features a very special guest. Extremely important to 2M is the brand strategist and designer, Serena Chan. Get to know the creative behind the brand, her ampersand obsession, then the struggle she faces each day in her own creative pursuit. If you like this episode, give this some love and share it on all your social media. Thanks for listening. See ya. Should I wear a scarf? I don't know. I'm too warm. Never mind. Is it too much? No, it's good. What did you do that for? I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyways, hey everybody, welcome to the podcast here. In today's episode, we're finally bringing on people that actually are part of 2M just to kind of get... People, it's just us. It's just us. We're it. We're it. We're doing things, but we <laughs> didn't really introduce ourselves. So this would be the podcast episode where we introduce one of us and we'll have someone else, me, on the next one. So yes. why don't you take it away and tell us who you are and what do you do? I'm Serena and I do graphic design and photography and illustrations. But for 2M specifically, I do strategy and all the design stuff. Juan calls me a funnel. What does that even mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't call you a funnel. You do. You just call me a funnel. Um, it means that Juan lives in the clouds. And he has all this stuff going on. And doesn't go anywhere. So I funnel it into something that makes sense. We'll have to get into that a little bit more, <laughs> but definitely, I agree, well. Cloud person. I'm a cloud person, and you're a funnel. Yeah. And we're funneling into something that makes sense. Yes. What does that mean? To make sense? Yeah. What makes sense? Something that's useful to others. And doesn't just exist in clouds, it's actually done organizably, preferably. Is organizably a word? Anyways, let's move on. Yes. Is it? All right. I don't know. Words are hard. Speaking of words, just to segue into it, uh, tell us a bit more of the origin story of how you came to be this photographer, designer, illustrator, strategist. Okay. Um, I went to business school because I wanted to be an accountant, but I don't actually want to be an accountant. So I quit and I went to art school. Um, I mostly wanted to just do drawing. I don't know why, but that was what I was thinking at the time. And then ended up doing graphic design because it's awesome. And it's much more practical. And it turns out that I'm not an artist. I would call myself a designer. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then that's what I do now. I graduated. Life is not linear. Let's just throw platitudes out there. Yes. Why, why did that distinction came to be? You're not an artist. You're design. You would identify as a designer. Okay, this is the distinction I've heard, and I'm I, I think it's accurate. So, artists are people who express what they feel about a problem. Designers are people who see the problem and solve it. I'm more of a problem solver than an expressive person. I'm not very 
very feely. I'm much better at practical, tangible help, so <laughs> it suits me more. That's where the strategy comes from, right? Yes. Interesting. Which is funny, because business school called me too artsy, and art school called me too businessy. So I don't know what I am. In the middle. <laughs> you just you you do things. I am me. Um, moving on. I like that. That's a very good distinction. And I think that was Christo's distinction, actually. Is it? I think so. Interesting. Yeah, because I all, it's hard for me to define artists and designers, everything, and I'll just put everything in the bucket of creative, and it's like music, but not really. In, right. my, in my mind, where it's like everything's music, but... Well, creative's I'll... different than art or design. Do you want to like, delve into that? Like, music is an art... But fine arts is like the express expression about a problem or expression about a situation. Oh, okay. Music, I assume, would be the auditory version of that. But they're all forms of expression. They're just in different yes. forms. Yes. Which is why there's technical and untechnical. Right. We can really get into this... Uh... <laughs> nitty-gritty of creative and art form, but that's not the purpose of this episode. So since you mentioned Chris Doe, um, aside from him, any other top influences or inspirations in your creative background? Other than Chris Doe? Um, Jessica Hirsch? Hirsch? Hirsch. She's going to watch this episode. Listen to it. I'm so (laughs) sorry. Jessica Walsh? Um, Clover and Crow, Amy Bridge Firth, and I think, yes, and Sigun Lude, Janet Leah, Lauren Holm, seven, there you go. That's pretty good. <laughs> Those all range within the same sort of category of... They're all designers yeah. and illustrators. Well, I guess some of them are letterers, technically... Is that what it's called? Letterers? Yeah. Oh. Lauren Holmes is a letterer. Jessica Hish does lettering, but she's also a designer. Right. Okay. Letterer. Hirsch. Jesus. I don't know. I really don't know. Rough. <laughs> um, moving on. What are you obsessed with right now? In terms of creative? Sure. Ampersands. What is it about ampersands that drive you crazy? You know, people keep asking me that, and I don't actually know. So I keep giving an explanation that is... um, I had a design prof, and he was explaining ampersands, because I just assumed, well, that means and. But So the shape is like an E and a T, which is the French word for A, which is and. And that's what drives you crazy? Blew my mind. And so now I'm obsessed, but I don't know if that's a reason. That's my reason. That's your reason. (laughs) I think you're allowed to have your own reason for why you like or dislike things. Yes. People just kind of get it or don't get it. Yes. I like ampersands, but not to the level that... kid. Okay, I don't think I need to be condescended to right now. (laughs) sorry. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, What is something that you purchased recently? that impacted your life purchased tea keeps me caffeinated that's good yeah i feel like everybody needs some form of caffeine and 
because you've put in a lot of hours, I imagine. Yes. Speaking of hours, do you keep a schedule? What's a day-to-day like for you? I, I attempt to keep a schedule. I'll tell you my attempt. <laughs> my ideal. Ideal would be to wake up at 6 and like do stuff until at least noon. As in like creative stuff. And then take a break. The break part is the part that usually does not happen until about 5. <laughs> yes, unhealthy habits. Or maybe I should put it this way. My breaks are usually involve me getting up to go get tea. And that's about it. Is it that difficult for you to take breaks? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Any particular reason? You know when you're working and there's things that are just... It's working. It makes sense. And it's just... It's the flow state. Yes. Yeah. So then you just do it. Unless you need tea, then you get up. That's a compelling reason to kind of put the flow state at pause, I suppose. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so if that's the case, is there anything that distracts you? Anything that distracts me? Yeah, from... Besides tea, of course. I know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So there's a YouTube channel called Alex French Guy Cooking. I can't help it. I can't help it. I watch all of them multiple times. <laughs> I can relate. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I don't know why it's so good, but it's so good. It's the humor. It is his humor. And he's good at like video making and stuff. Yes. Yeah. That's a very good distraction. Mm-hmm. I think it's a productive distraction. I've sunk hours into that. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Anybody looking for something to <laughs> obsess over that's not The Office, go and... I mean, go obsess about The Office, too. Hmm. 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 What Trust. is... Is there any... <laughs> <laughs> I swear if you make an Office reference right I've got to start. <laughs> <laughs> is there a new belief or behavior or habit that improved your success? A new habit or belief? Yeah, something you picked up that made it, I guess, a little bit better or you found more success in what you're doing. Something that might be of interest to others to try for themselves and see if it works. Be organized. I mean, I've always been organized, but having to work with you has been interesting, specifically because you're a cloud person. So, organizing other people makes you a more organized person. So, not only did I have to like build six or eight spreadsheets to manage 2M, because I did that, I ended up importing those to my own work, and that has improved. But by being organized, you actually know where your clients are at, who you've contacted, when you've contacted them, your to do lists, your weekly to do lists, quarterly, monthly, everything. It's awesome logistics that's so practical it's so awesome <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to see this 
insane amount of spreadsheets that she keeps track of and tries and to rope me into. Everything. Maybe, maybe we should give them a copy. I think it'd be good if we did something yeah. like that. Yeah. Practical stuff for people. Well, that's the purpose of this whole thing, right? Okay, you can have my spreadsheets. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I'll just look at them and realize it's too much and kind of move on. But yes, half half the job is nagging Juan to get the stuff on the page. I know you think it, but I don't know you thought it. You have to write it down. I mean, I still have to post later today. That's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? I talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. People are nice sometimes. People are nice. Yeah. <laughs> what was... And this is something that we ask everybody, just because... It's meant to show process and that the path isn't easy. What is the hardest thing you had to overcome when you were starting out? Redefining what practical means. So when I left high school, I wanted to be an architect, but I had to take a year off to make money for tuition because, you know, and it ended up being that I decided not to do architecture because so many people were telling me it was impractical. So then I was gonna go be an accountant because what is more practical than math and business? <laughs> but I wanted to die, it was the worst. Business was the worst. And the art school at the U of M is actually right beside the business school. So I would see all the art students looking happy doing their little art things with their giant papers. <laughs> And one day I missed my marketing exam, not due to my, not my fault. And um, because of the huge snowstorm, I decided, okay, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm going to art school. <laughs> so then I did that. So redefining. Right. That was my point. Yes. Um, what does that mean? How can how would somebody start to redefine what practical means to them? Especially in the realm, sorry, especially in the realm of creative. Is it practical to do things that you hate? No, I would say no. No. Cuz the count like I think people are a little dramatic. So Accounting was awful, awful, awful. I could not stand it. I couldn't. And that's why I switched. Some people say they don't like their job and it's kind of a middle ground sort of statement. And they can get by by doing it. And if they're fine doing that, by all means. But like, I hated accounting. Maybe I'm the dramatic <laughs> one. <laughs> so, doing arts made much more sense because it was only my second year in business school, and I just, I could not, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's not sustainable. No. And then I got my bachelor degree for fine arts done in two years, because it was easy, and it didn't feel like work, even though I was doing, like, ten hours of classes in one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of people come through and say it doesn't feel like work, whatever it is they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, Rowan 
podcasting doesn't feel like work. I say it doesn't feel like work until I start having to manage spreadsheets. And <laughs> but what does that yes. feel like to you? How do you, how did you recognize that this doesn't like as hard and time consuming as it is? It doesn't feel like work. I think it actually depends on the day. It's very optimistic to say something doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. Um, some days it doesn't because you like what you're doing or there's a state of flow. Other days you're trying to come up with content that doesn't exist or doesn't come to mind and you just feel like you're hitting your head on a wall. Um, I don't know. What was your question? Well, I was just sort of asking how that feels and you say it depends on the day. Some days it feels like yes. work and some days you feel like you're trudging through and yes. just sort of punching through a wall as hard as you can hoping to break through well it's like people who say youtubers have it easy because you get to film yourself doing fun things but i don't think people know the amount of work that goes into podcasting youtubing instagram influencing like it's intense it's really intense absolutely right and so Putting in that 12 to 16 hours a day, even though it makes you happy, can make you tired. So it depends. I think tiredness is just a normal thing. Like, physically, we can only sustain so much. You need to, <laughs> you need to sleep. Right. You need to go up and get tea. Or yes. take a break. Caffeinated tea. No. But, exactly. <laughs> you, need, you need those gaps as well. Um, when you're feeling that uh, moment where you're punching through a wall... Mm-hmm. or just bashing your head until something comes to mind is there anything you do in particular to kind of either get through that or take a step back and do things that are unrelated yeah i don't know why that works um i heard a theory once actually about alpha and beta waves or something i think again it was from christo i was gonna bring christo up on this one yeah so i think the theory was explained that when you're busy thinking about something and you can't get a solution, what you should be, or you're using alpha waves because that's like a conscious effort. Whereas if you're doing something completely different or something kind of routine, like washing dishes or taking a shower, uh, you're using beta waves. So then by using the thought processes or the side of your brain that's not being used, you're processing your problem and sometimes ideas will come. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, you really need, you really do need to take breaks. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. I'm advocating for balance. (laughs) No, I think that's very real is sometimes just taking a step back and slowing things down as much as, because personally I find that I should just be working, 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 but sometimes it helps to definitely take that step back and let that simmer and stew for a little while and come back to it later when it's nice and hot yes cooking analogy i like it um i want to run this back because i think i actually think this is a very interesting question what was the first identifiable moment where creativity started for you probably drawing actually i have two two thoughts okay so my first thought would be drawing because I was homeschooled when I was younger because I moved around a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad gave me this learn to draw book and 
I would have to learn, like, okay, you draw a circle and you shade it, that's a sphere. And I was three, three or four, probably. I could not draw a teardrop shape. I remember crying over this teardrop shape because I could not make it symmetrical. I don't know, man, OCD since three? It seems like it. <laughs> um, the other instance would have been piano, hmm. I think. Right, you have a musical background too. I do. Um, not traditionally sure. speaking, because some people take piano lessons. I never took piano lessons. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was huge into music. Uh, he taught at a university. But anyway... He would mention to me that you can't learn piano unless you've taken lessons through an actual teacher. And I thought that was nonsense. So I taught myself. He still thinks I can't play, but I don't know. I can play through the level 10 books that I'm good. Yeah, I would, I would argue to say you could definitely play. <laughs> um, no, it's just, yeah, that's two instances that um, you could say like there's that moment where creativity started to happen because I think this would be something for other people to kind of think about and say oh yeah when I was a kid I'd do this a lot maybe I should like the way you did accounting and then you looked at the art school students like I want that I actually almost did music instead of art yeah yeah I was gonna go to U of T with my cello right cello player Yes. That was for sanity reasons. Cello was for sanity. Uh, I did an advanced program in high school, and it was very science and math heavy, and I sucked. Like, not a, a, oh my goodness, that didn't get an A sucked. Like, I sucked. And so I ended up getting a cello, and I spent most of my time in high school, if I was not doing tutoring, or classes or whatever in the music room and I would just play the piano because I could not handle the amount of math that was being thrown at me. So (laughs) I ended up getting a cello and I would play that when I had spare time or when I was stressed. It's that same thing as the break, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're doing something else. Interesting. Hold on. Cool. Yeah, it's definitely, again, you're, again, advocating to take breaks, whether it's doing creative or science, math, or taking a break from getting distracted by YouTube videos. (laughs) What is a piece of advice to someone starting out that is interested in doing what you do? Design, illustration, photography, strategy. What is something that you could impart someone who comes up to you and say, hey, I like your stuff, I want to do that. I feel like I'm still a starter. Yeah. So it's weird giving advice. But what I would say, um, for any creative of any sort, especially photography, because there's so many photographers in Winnipeg, learn to draw. And that's not, that's not to say that your photography will improve from that necessarily, but... The concepts of drawing and being able to see, training your eyes. Training your eyes is what's important. So I'd say learn to draw. Interesting. Yes. 
Because everyone can tell you, right? Like, oh, this is the law of thirds, or that's in the center. This is the line. But not everyone can see every shade of everything. Not everyone can see the shapes or textures of stuff. And you learn to see it more if you learn to draw. So spending a lot of time within that, your craft, really. Is it your craft if you're a photographer? <laughs> I guess so. But being exposed to um, the, the concepts more through other yes. mediums. Yes. Interesting. I like that advice. Maybe I should start learning how to draw. Yes, you should. Okay. 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 <laughs> God. Um, what else have I not asked? Do, do, do. I'm just looking up over the questions. I'm probably right. Upcoming projects. So what's uh, what's going on? Uh, the ampersand project, which I had talked about, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what else? I've been doing a lot of branding. I will be doing branding for Geneva, hope hopefully. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Also doing your branding because you need some done. And that's about it. Hopefully teaching workshops. Ooh, yes. I know I keep saying that, but I'm going to get it done. Right. Well, I believe in speaking things into existence and yes. you just did, so it's all definitely going to happen. Speaking. <laughs> of workshops is there anything you feel that you're not seeing enough of in the creative community um what am i not seeing enough of yeah what do you collaboration? want collaboration yeah uh, i feel like people are competitive or nervous about sharing knowledge <laughs> which doesn't make a lot of sense to me but i mean i want to teach workshops so what do you think about that? Why do you think, maybe just a quick uh, delve into your mind on that thought, collaboration, and why do you think people are less inclined? I think because people imagine there's not enough work to be done. So if you're collaborating with other people, you're giving potential work away. Um, I don't think that's true. I do think it's hard to be a photographer in Winnipeg because there's so many um, but also don't think you're limited because the internet exists. Instagram exists. How does that help, the internet? Well, now you're not obliged to take photos just for Winnipeg oh. or wherever you're able to commute to. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever, wherever. I see. So there's lots of abundance and people are... Sure kind of locking themselves into just a small space and feel that sharing is taking away. Yes. I think collaboration's better, though. Yeah? Well, how are you supposed to improve if everyone's busy starting from square one? Right? Mm -hmm. If we're all learning from square one and no one's sharing, then we're only getting to a certain point. You can't learn new things from yourself, right? That's true, you have to look to others YouTube. or some YouTube. I learned from YouTube. Yeah? I would say I learned more from YouTube than my degree. <laughs> Actually, 90% from YouTube, 10% from my degree. Interesting, yeah. yeah. You really could just teach yourself and... Oh, absolutely. Definitely have other people back you up on that. Yeah, you don't need a degree. It's not useful. Ooh, that's a... 
Those fighting words. That's some fighting words. You wanna <laughs> do you wanna get into that or do you wanna just move on to? I mean up to you, man. Why? I'm curious then. Okay. What are your what's your stance on that? You don't need a degree. Is it just a creative thing or Well what do you need a degree for at all for creative? Like I I can draw. I could draw before I went to my degree. I can draw after my degree. I draw during my degree. <laughs> Whether the degree was there or not, it's the same. The only difference was the amount of time and concentrated efforts you're putting in. Mm-hmm. And the only other difference is if you're going to like work in the field and they want you to have a degree, right. which many graphic design places do. Because mm-hmm. um, then you've had training of some kind, especially with softwares. But in terms of creativity, no. Why? You can't really. Yeah, I see. That sounds really something you learn through the degrees, the creativity aspect. Something you kind of nourish and. Mm-hmm. Although something very valuable from art school was critiques, mm. um, and I miss those because people like if you show them your work, and you're like, "Hey, this is my work." What are your thoughts? You're like, oh, that's nice. I like that blue. And it's not in-depth. It's not very helpful uh, for critiques for design school specifically. Like, you picked it apart. Um, that's very helpful. I mean, it's not helpful for your ego at all, but it helps your work, and that's what's important. So. <laughs> you have to turn, learn to take a little bit of critique. Yeah, absolutely. How does that help, um, just out of curiosity, because you're right, um, inter- even with the concept of not having collaboration, if there's not a lot of people working together, there's not a lot of people critiquing each other either. We um, should do that. We should start critiques for 2M. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. How would you... You know, we'll, we'll go over it. We'll do, an, we'll do a segment <laughs> on critiquing. I feel like that could be its own thing. We should record a brainstorming thing. That'd be fun. Yeah, just kind of... I feel like as we have this conversation... This I'm, is kind of what we do anyway. No, it sounds so disorganized. What? Well, okay, we do this with our spreadsheets open. I hate the spreadsheets. <laughs> Funnel. Funnel. Um, interesting. Well, I don't know if there's any other questions that I would like to ask. I already asked you what's next. And you already told me all your projects. You seem to identify as a strategist, but you do everything. Do I do everything? You seem to do a lot more than just one thing. You're a photographer, food photographer. Yes. You do a lot of design. You spend a lot of time illustrating ampersands. Oh my goodness. Yes. And (laughs) you do a lot of branding work for... To him and all the other characters, and eventually for me, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yes, your next kid. Yeah. For obviously, for anyone else, if you like, I like the stuff. If you like it, go <laughs> get go reach out to her and get some branding work done, or you know, collaborate definitely. Yes. And learn from each other. I like trades. Teach me stuff, and I'll give you branding. That's a good way to put it. Yes. Well, if anybody was out there wanting to do it. Where can we find and support you in your work? Um, I have several Instagrams, but my main one is Serena W Y Chan or Serena Chan Design. 
if you like design stuff. Now the photography's on the other one. What's the other one? Oh, uh, the, the food photography one? Yeah, the food yeah. photography one. So Serena WY10. Okay. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to leave with the audience as we wrap this episode up? Be organized, my friends. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, coming on the show and uh, looking forward to the ampersand project and how my branding will turn out. <laughs> See ya.